Kevin and Lizzie chat about life. Welcome back to another episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode eight, Words Matter, part two. What tea are you drinking, Lizzie? I have Bigelow's Organic Sweet Cinnamon, and I added a touch of milk to make it a latte. I have Wild Sweet Orange by Tazo, and it's very tart. All right, let's recap part one that we did last week of Words Matter. We discussed how what we say to others, especially if we are in a position of power, can be very impactful. Sometimes that impact could be positive and sometimes it could be negative, but we do have to be very cautious and deliberate about what we say to people because something that we say in passing may leave a lasting impact. So our thought for the week was to think about a time that someone said something to you and it stuck with you and how did it impact you? So we hope you got that from you know the thought of the week. Yeah, we hope you had a chance to think about that and reflect on it over the past week. So what are we talking about today? Well, today we're going to go into part two of the Words Matter series. Last week we talked about words that we say to others. Today we're going to talk about words that we tell ourselves. Words that we tell ourselves or phrases or stories that we tell ourselves. And this means that when you talk to yourself, when you're talking to yourself inside your head, what type of self-talk do you practice? Many people are conscious of an inner voice that provides a running monologue on their lives throughout the day. Uh, The definition that we're going to talk about for self-talk comes from psychology today. This inner voice or self-talk combining conscious thoughts and unconscious beliefs and biases provides a way for the brain to interpret and process daily experiences. So our self-talk can be cheerful and supportive, or it could be negative and self-defeating. When self-talk is positive, it's beneficial. It can help calm our fears. It can help bolster our confidence. However, it's human nature to be prone to negative self-talk and to make sweeping assertions like, I can't do it right, or I'm a complete failure. So why we're talking about the self-talk we have towards ourselves for part two of Words Matter is because the words that we say to ourselves really do matter. If I have negative self-talk that does not reflect reality or limits me in some way, you know, makes me believe that maybe I'm not good enough or I can't handle this, things like that, it can lead me to inaction and maybe even some symptoms of depression or low self-esteem or low self-confidence. So last week we talked about how what others say to us can shape our core beliefs, but what you're saying is the words that we say to ourselves can have even more of an impact on our core beliefs. 100% correct, Lizzie. And so that's what this episode's going to be about. And we're going to identify three different ways that we do this, and then we'll maybe see how we can fix that moving forward. So you actually had an incident of negative self-talk from this morning. Yeah, I did, Lizzie. I was practicing this new uh, to-do list thing where instead of having a to-do list, I have a to-done list, and I write down things that I've accomplished that day. And while I was writing some stuff down on that list that I've already done, I looked at it and said, wow, I haven't done much today. And what did you say? Well, I reframed it for you, and I pointed out that actually you had written quite a bit down on that list. But in my head, I was telling myself 
through that negative self-talk that because it didn't take too much time, it must not have been worth it or meaningful or something like that. Right. But just because something doesn't take long for you to do doesn't mean that it wasn't meaningful or productive. So with that example, you can see sort of where my self-talk was coming from in that looking at the list, a to-done list is supposed to motivate you. And instead, I was using my to-done list to criticize myself. Right. You were saying you were using kind of the yeah, but method. Well, I did a lot, but. Yeah. Yeah, but. We talk about that a lot in groups. So that's kind of the first thing I want to talk about with self-talk is notice when you're giving yourself the yeah, but treatment. You can find that um, people do that when they're maybe given a compliment or when they're given uh, feedback that doesn't match what their you know, their inner self-talk is. And I think sometimes that happens because with our self-talk, we're with ourselves 24-7. Nobody else is in our head. And so sometimes we are more critical of ourselves than others would be because we see every mistake, every flub, every intrusive thought. We, we, we are not only the ones that experience it, we are the ones currently experiencing it. So we tend to be critical in our heads. So the yeah, but method is a way for us to sort of acknowledge something positive, but at the same time invalidate it because we're following it up with a negative thought. Absolutely. And we're following it up with, well, yeah, I did good on that, but you should have seen me earlier when nobody was around and I really messed up that time. And so it, it leads me to kind of talk about how we have this belief that self-criticism through our self-talk is one of the mechanisms for change. However, that's not true at all. What does self-criticism actually do for us? Well, self-criticism actually makes us feel worse. And if we were to get criticism from others, I mean, sometimes I could say it could promote change if that criticism was constructive. However, when we're getting negative criticism from someone else, it doesn't automatically make us want to change. And when we give ourselves that same criticism, it doesn't make us want to change. So in my head, I was being overly critical of myself and doing the yeah, but, which then would have led me to get stuck there. A lot of times, the negative self-talk that we use are not words that we would ever say to a loved one, a best friend, a family member. So if I had written a list of things that I had accomplished, you wouldn't have looked at that list and said, wow, you didn't do a whole lot today. No, I would have never said that. I would have looked at the list and said, wow, look at all you've done today. I'm really proud of you. But I'd never say that to myself in my head. It's so much easier to be critical with ourselves. It is. And it's so much easier to also be limiting to ourselves and say things to ourselves that frankly aren't true. And by limiting, we mean saying things such as, I can't handle this, I can't get through this, I've never done it before, I don't know how to do it, it's too complicated, it's too hard, I'll mess it up, things like that. Those are some of the limiting self-talk examples. We've already given you a couple of critical ones, I believe, but uh, some other critical ones would be, I've tried before and I couldn't do it, so why try again? I'm a failure because I keep making the same mistake over and over. I'm not good enough. Other people have it better or other people can do it better. What's wrong with me? And a lot of those limiting and critical statements are 
like you said earlier, untrue. We're, we're using self-talk that is just not true. And who is it, who's out there to point it out to us that it's not true? Well, sometimes we're only left with ourselves to point that out to ourselves. So that leads me into how do we kind of reframe that negative self-talk? Well, one of the one of the ways that I like to talk about is is to bounce your self-talk off somebody else because when I try to reframe my own self-talk, well, I tend not to believe myself because I've already believed all those negative things. So find a trusted friend and bounce some of those things off of to get an idea of you know what maybe is true, what maybe is not true. Or say it out loud like you did this morning with your list. You weren't even looking for a reframe, but you said it out loud, and I was there to tell you that what you said wasn't true. Yeah. In our groups, in the groups that I run, uh, I hear phrases like, I'm, a, I'm worthless, I'm a loser, um, I've always been a loser, I always make mistakes, and sometimes when I'm saying, like, well, is that true or not, they'll say, well, yeah, it's true, because here's all these hundreds of his examples of times where I've made a mistake. So what they need to do when they have all this evidence that they believe backs up the negative self-talk that they're using is learn how to reframe the negative self-talk into positive self-talk. Yes. We can speak positively to ourselves without getting a big head. And in fact, words matter. The words we say to ourselves matter, especially when those words are positive. So after the commercial break, we're going to talk about positive self-talk. We'll be right back. We're back, and right before the break, we said that we were going to start talking about positive self-talk and how to make that change. But first, in order to make any change in life, you must first bring awareness to the issue. And in this case, the issue is the negative self-talk. So we need to bring awareness to the negative self-talk and the damage that it may be doing to us. So right now, I challenge you to identify a recent incident of negative self-talk that you had. Think about how it made you feel and how that inner dialogue continues to make you feel. Think about why repeating these negative critical phrases to yourself could be damaging. Think about how you would feel if someone else said that to you, circling back to what we talked about in the first episode of this series. Think about how if it's not something that you would say to someone you love, then it's not something that would be helpful to say to yourself. So the first step in leading to more positive self-talk is to bring awareness to that inner chatter or inner dialogue that you have. And sometimes bringing awareness to that can be really hard because it's all we know. Like I mentioned before, you might have a list of reasons already ready to go for why you're worthless or why you're a loser or why you're a failure. But that list of reasons is an opinion and an extremely subjective opinion at that. We can bring awareness to our dialogue by recognizing the damage it's doing and the list of reasons the damage that list is doing to us as well. So what damage has the negative self-talk done? Low self-esteem, low self-worth, lack of identity, depression, anxiety sometimes. 
some of the damage can be underachievement, frustration, or dissatisfaction with life. And sometimes that damage has been done so long that we don't even know what it feels like to have a positive internal conversation with ourselves. A positive internal conversation that can be giving ourselves encouragement or praising ourselves for a job well done. Some people live their lives without knowing what that feels like. So we've brought awareness to the issue of negative self-talk. We recognize the damage that it's doing to ourselves. So now, what do we do to change it? What we do to change it is we reframe it. And what reframing means is that we change the way we look at the situation, or in this case, the change the way we look at the self-talk. So we're reframing the negative self-talk by changing it, correct? Yes, we have that ability to change our self-talk. Since we are the ones saying it to ourselves, we can change it. There's a couple different ways that therapists are trained to uh, help us with cognitive reframing and reframing that negative self-talk. But I believe there are some tools that I can give the audience to try out for themselves. So when you find your moment, yourself having a moment of negative self-talk, ask yourself these questions. One, am I basing this negative self-talk on a feeling or am I basing it on facts? Number two, am I making any assumptions about the situation? Three, how would my best friend look at the situation? Four, am I making this self-talk out of habit? And five, did someone pass this thought on to me? Sort of like what we talked about in episode one. Those are just some of the very few examples of the many ways we can reframe negative self-talk into more realistic self-talk. Sometimes when we go through this line of questioning, which in therapy, we call it Socratic questioning. We can start to unravel that negative self-talk. And the result of unraveling the negative self-talk can be that it changes into more positive self-talk. Yes, and positive self-talk does not mean to just ignore the bad things that happen in life. We talked about the dangers of toxic positivity in a previous episode. And positive self-talk doesn't mean that we're getting full of, full of ourselves or getting a big head or anything like that. It's just talk that's realistic as you know some of those questions i'd mentioned above can help us figure out is it positive which you know we keep saying over and over i think the audience probably knows what positive means and is it empowering so let's give you guys some examples of how this reframing turns negative self-talk into positive self-talk i can't do this it's too hard so let me reframe that you have not found a way to make it this easier yet. But you're still working on it. I'm a failure, so why try? You may have failed at some things, as everyone does. But you've also succeeded at a lot of things as well. I am worthless. Well, I am worthless. The, the reframe for this one is pretty constant across counseling. All human beings have the same level of worth. If you take a $20 bill and you crumple it, you dirty it, you fold it, you crease it, tear it a couple of times, it still has the same value. Human beings are the same way. Value does not come from our actions. It comes from our existence. Ask yourself, are you a human being living in this world? Yes. Then you have value. That is one of the best reframes I can think of because it's just a constant 
law of psychology. So our thought for the week is to remind you that words matter. And that's what this series is about. And the words we say to ourselves in the form of self-talk matter. So think about your words. How can you reframe those words into something more positive, realistic, and empowering? Thanks. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. This is episode eight, part two of the Words Matter series. What tea are you drinking today, Lizzie? I've got organic sweet cinnamon, and I added a touch of milk to make it a latte. It's delicious. Nice. I've got wild sweet orange by Tazo. It's pretty, um, what's that word? Nobody wants to hear your sound effects. Puckery. <laughs> <laughs>